It is Lent, and we're doing a Lenten homily series again this year. This year's theme is discipleship. Discipleship for two reasons. The upcoming diocesan strategic plan centers on making our entire diocese parishioners in and outside of our diocese missionary disciples. And our own parish's mission is making disciples and disciple makers. For the first homily in the series, see our St. Francis de Sales Newark, Ohio YouTube channel. In today's second reading from the second letter of the Corinthians, chapter 5, St. Paul reminds us, brothers and sisters, we are ambassadors to Christ. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Working together then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time I heard you, on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. St. Paul is telling us that as ambassadors of Christ, we're supposed to represent God to other people. This is our life mission. As ambassadors, it is our duty and our privilege and our mission to be the bridge between God and his people. To bring God to the people in our lives and people to the God in our lives. But how can we do this if we're not reconciled to him? Reconciliation in the Greek literally means this, eyelash to eyelash. It implies a very close, intimate relationship with God. So reconciliation with God can bring us to a truly intimate relationship with God. From this restored relationship, all the grace that God is offering us across our lives, it will not be received in vain. It will not be wasted on us. And we will use it to the full. As we, as we share it with other people. Finally, St. Paul points out that now is the acceptable time to realize these truths for our lives. Now is the time to live in this manner. For our sakes, for the sake of all the people of God, the people that he will place in our lives. Friends, in a nutshell, this is the way of discipleship. According to the last six popes, there's a certain necessary context for discipleship to grow in each of our lives as Catholic Christians in this age of secularism. The context is what the popes call the new evangelization. Now remember that evangelization comes from the same Greek word that produces the word gospel. What is new in the new evangelization? I think another way of saying it is this. What was wrong with the old evangelization? The old ways we tried to live the gospel and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with other people. What was, what was wrong with it? Well, here are some of the tenets of the old evangelization of the past four generations of Catholic Christians. Number one. Go to church regularly and do good works 
and you'll get into heaven. Number two, raise your children in Catholic schools or religious education, and this will be all the religion they need to be Christians and nice people for the rest of their adult lives. And number three, no need for ongoing faith formation for adults or as parents. This only needs to happen when you're a young person. Put another way, the motto of the old evangelization went something like this. Go and proclaim the gospel, and if you must, use words. This suggests that by the way we live our lives, our actions and behaviors alone are enough to bring people into a saving relationship with Christ. Really? Well, how has the old evangelization been working for you and your family? For our parish and our school? We can't even keep our own family members practicing their faith, let alone bring new people to Christ. Here's just one stat to prove this. Among the millennials, the present young adult generation, over 80% of them are not practicing their faith and not coming back to the practice of their faith in adulthood, ever. When asked why, the majority respond, there's nothing to come back to. Growing up, they were never exposed to a life-giving relationship with Christ. In their own homes, let alone their parishes and schools, they were never made into disciples of Jesus Christ. They may have been taught their religion, but they never caught their faith in the person of Jesus Christ and never stuck. The knowledge of their faith never became a person that they truly put their faith in. The faith in their head never became heart faith. So the last six popes, inspired by the Holy Spirit, have been calling Christians to an intimate and sustaining relationship with the Lord. Not through a new gospel, but the same gospel. Communicated, received, and shared in new ways, which we call the new evangelization. The new evangelization, the popes tell us, are new in three ways. New in ardor, new in method, and new in expression. New in ardor. Ardor means zeal or passion. As Christians, ardor means to ignite in each of our hearts a real desire for God, a true longing for Christ, to be passionately in love with the Lord. A good example of how this is happening here at St. Francis is Alpha. We've had over 750 of our parish's adults experience Alpha. Through Alpha, many of them who have been sitting in pews for years tell us that now they have a love for Jesus that they never have known before in their lives and never knew possible. Most of them, after Alpha, are now in prayer groups, discipleship groups, Eucharistic adoration, Bible studies, attending retreats and conferences, and daily prayer, involved in calm, serving the poor, and leadership positions in our parish and community. They can't get enough 
of the person of their faith. They're hungry and they're being fed and they're feeding others. This is ardor. And when a church or person is willing to explore new ways to spark or re-spark faith, this is what happens. They are re-evangelized as Christians. Faith moves from the head into the heart. They grow their faith. They share their faith. This is the stuff that is revitalizing people of faith and communities of faith making disciples and disciple-makers. New and method. The seven last words of any church are, we have always done it this way. It is the death rattle of a church. This is also the death rattle of any Christian who refuses to try any new way of experiencing, exercising, practicing their faith, let alone transmitting it to other people in new ways. However, for those Christians who are truly, who are willing to try new methods, new life is breathed back into their spiritual lungs. They are willing and able to breathe in all that the Holy Spirit wants to give them who is never exhausted on us, never limited in the variety of ways God can communicate his life and love into us. Likewise, these open-minded and open-hearted Christians are also willing and able to breathe out all that the Holy Spirit wants to give others through the new life that dwells within them. A great example of this here at St. Francis, the Healing the Whole Person Conference which happened just about two weeks ago. This was certainly a new method for us of experiencing our faith, the parish's first ever healing conference. It was sold out. 235 of our parishioners and some other guests attended, and hundreds more who couldn't get into the conference due to the COVID restrictions were, were with us virtually through our live stream. This healing conference was nothing short of breathing new life into the spiritual lungs of so many of our Christians in attendance, who, with a new ardor and hunger, were willing to try something new in order to experience something that is timeless and true. God's love for them and his healing touch upon their lives. So much hope restored. So many healings physically, spiritually, emotionally, morally, relationally. The faith in the head that has been there for years made its way into hearts and lungs and breathed new life into the lives made new. Many who attended told me in these last two weeks, now I get it. Now I understand discipleship a relationship with Jesus, loved by the Father, filled with the Holy Spirit. I can't wait to discover a new future with God. New in expression. The new in the new evangelization tells us that we must express our faith to other people, not just in actions, but also with our words, and most especially through the expression of human friendship. 
So many of us grew up with the false notion that the only persons that should tell others about Jesus are the priest, deacons, and religious sisters. After them, teachers and catechists, and really holy people that we know like grandmothers who attend church daily. So under this false impression, under this lie from the enemy, what has happened? Mothers and fathers, friends, co-workers, neighbors, fellow parishioners, students in classrooms have all pretty much kept their mouths shut when it comes to expressing your faith in Jesus Christ to other people. Another reason, we have feared being rejected, not liked, labeled a Jesus freak, or judged that we are imposing our faith and our values upon other people, even our own children, or simply because we don't think we are qualified to represent Christ into the world. The results have been devastating to marriages, to children leaving the practice of their faith, because their own parents did not live fully the faith in the home. Fellow parishioners being disinspired by fellow parishioners, getting nothing out of community life, and the world left listless and wondering because we have not spoken to them or shown them through relationships, through the good, the true, and the beautiful that God offers them. A good example of the new in new expressions here at St. Francis is all the new relationships that are being formed here through our parish, through Alpha, or all the men and women who attended last month's men and women's retreat, or the new women's ministry called Soul Sisters, or the new men's ministry called Vanguard, or the men's discipleship group called That Man Is You, or the women's discipleship group called Walking With Purpose, and the multiple social and community gatherings like the parish spaghetti dinner or the couple's dinner at Valentine's and several new initiatives for families that will be formed through our new family ministry in the next few years. In all of these community settings, something very tangible and necessary to discipleship is happening. Relationships are being formed. Friendships are being developed and nurtured. And Christ is being communicated from one person to the next, not just in a program, but through the sharing of our lives together. Folks are sharing their hearts, histories, hopes, their hurts and wounds, their care and concern, their help and their love. And the faith is being expressed in ever ancient and new ways here at St. Francis. This is discipleship. Moving people from being simply kept to themselves as pew-sitters to making disciples and disciple-makers, both within and also outside of the walls of our parish. This is the new evangelization. It is the conduit for Christ's great commandment to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, to love your neighbor as yourself, and it is the conduit for Christ's great mission to each one of us. Go and make disciples of all nations. As you hear about all the new evangelization opportunities here at St. Francis, now and in the future, 
Don't reject the grace being offered to you with the death rattle of the seven last words of any dying church or Christian who refuses to change simply because we have always done it this way. Or the broken record, I am just too busy. Let me end with an illustration from Healing the Whole Person Conference. The difference between being a pew-sitter Catholic and a Catholic who is a disciple of Jesus Christ is enormous. When it comes to the quality of life God wants to offer you and your loved ones. So close your eyes and we'll end with this exercise. Everyone just close your eyes. Those who are on live stream, just go ahead and close your eyes. Imagine you are a first grader crammed into the back of a crowded elevator. See yourself there. What do you see? Butts and elbows. Now imagine that your father standing next to you wants to pick you up. And you finally let him pick you up into his arms. What do you see? You see his face and the face of all those around you that you never were able to see before. Now imagine in your mind's eye the elevator opens. Top floor of a really tall building next to the ocean and the mountains. In your father's arm, you look out of the elevator through the, wind, the building's window into the great city below and the beautiful mountains and oceans in the distance. You see so much more of life, so much more of the good, the true, and the beautiful of God's creation. As a Christian, the choice is yours. Do you want to spend your life packed in the back of an elevator like everyone else, looking at butts and elbows? Or see the ex and experience the fullness of all that the Father offers you if you're only willing to allow him to pick you up? This is the difference between being a pew-sitter and a disciple. And this Lent, can be the time that you allow the Father to pick you up out of your pew and start showing you all that he can offer to you in this life by being a disciple of Jesus Christ and the beautiful life you can share with so many other people, a top-floor view of the fullness of life with Christ.